The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory, Glory to you, o Lord. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve him. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I must confess to you this morning that my mind has been on camping this past week. And though I have fond memories of intentionally winter camping and backpacking, I say intentionally, because my family and I have been without heat in our house for the past 24 hours, my mind has specifically been on thinking about our summer wilderness adventures. Now, I realize these thoughts may sound just a little crazy, especially after Punxsutawney Phil predicted six more weeks of winter after seeing his shadow on Tuesday, and the more obvious fact that we are presently in a wind chill advisory where dangerously cold winds can cause frostbite to expose skin in less than 10 minutes. Nevertheless, between our reading from Isaiah and preparing for our summer backpacking trips to Montana, the joy of camping is on my mind. Now, I realize that the very thought and act of camping is not appealing to everyone. There are those who prefer the comforts and shelter of home, a hotel or an Airbnb, and that is okay. I also realize that the joy and excitement of camping as I experience it and as I am describing to you is a luxury. Whereas for many in this world, it is a necessary way of life and survival. Those experiencing homelessness and others who are displaced do not think of camping as a pleasant and enjoyable adventure and a welcome distraction from everyday life. So, I am grateful for the opportunities I have. And I'm grateful for those opportunities that I have had in the past and that I have here at St. Philip the Deacon to leave the confines of the city and experience the beauty and magnificence of the wilderness. St. Augustine wrote, Some people, in order to discover God, read books. But there is a great book, the very appearance of created things. Look above you, look below you, note it, read it. God, whom you want to discover, never wrote that book with ink. Instead, he set it before your eyes, the things that he had made. 
Can you ask for a louder voice than that? This summer, at the end of July, St. Philip the Deacon middle schoolers and high schoolers, as well as adults, will have the opportunity to hear that voice and experience that great book of created things. To look above at majestic snow-capped mountain peaks and towering stately pine trees. To look below at meandering flowing streams and mountain meadows waving with wildflowers. Four nights, five days of being recreated, renewed, refreshed, and replenished in the beautiful tapestry of God's creation. Four nights, five days of community, worship, Bible study, hiking, stream crossings, climbing peaks, and of course, sleeping in tents. Now in my opinion, there is nothing better after a long day of wilderness adventure than climbing into the comfort of your tent for the night. And I am convinced that there is nothing cozier than being curled up in your sleeping bag inside your dry tent when lightning illuminates the sky and thunder rumbles, accompanied by wind howling and rain dancing upon your tent. During such weather, it is a comforting and reassuring to be enveloped by the tent and sheltered from the storm. That's what's happening in today's Old Testament reading from Isaiah. The poem reveals to you and me a promise where God spreads out a blanket in the heavens that becomes like a ceiling of a tent for you and me. God knows us by name and gives us shelter from the storm. This sky stretched out like a tent is a beautiful reminder to you and me that wherever we go, wherever we are, God is there. God sets up camp right there, right alongside of us. God encamps alongside of us in the stillness and in the storms of life, in the quiet and in the noise. God encamps right alongside of us in the good and in the bad, in our successes and in our failures, in our celebrations and in our despair. 700 years later, under the starry sky of Bethlehem, these words from Isaiah become a living reflection of God as God encamps right alongside of us in and through his Son, Jesus Christ. The Word became flesh and lived among us, and immediately God's Word begins to bring good news and wholeness. And just as the Gospel of Mark shows Jesus healing Simon Peter's mother-in-law, and turning the city upside down. Christ comes into our daily routines with a word of new life, a word of grace, a word of love and compassion, a word of wholeness, a promise that we are never alone. If we look closely enough and are willing to be vulnerable enough, we too can see ourselves in the story of Simon Peter's mother-in-law. At various times, we too are in need of healing. So today, let me ask you, where do you long for healing? Every one of us has experienced difficulties and deep struggles in our lives. Some of us have experienced illness from the physical, such as COVID-19 and cancer, to the mental, such as depression, anxiety, and 
eating disorders. Some of us have lived in the darkness of addiction, domestic violence and abuse, broken homes, families, and relationships. Some of us have experienced grief and loneliness in profound ways. Some of us have wrestled with feelings of God's absence and subsequent loneliness that follows. Many of us have struggled with distance learning, working from home, social isolation, and not seeing our loved ones face to face. And many, if not all of us, are simply tired and exhausted from the realities and challenges of the past 11 months. Yet tending to these very types of struggles and bringing about healing was a central part of Jesus' earthly ministry. His gift of physical, mental, and spiritual healing restored many human beings to wholeness, to live in community with one another. Over and over again in the Gospels, we hear Jesus went about healing many who were sick and possessed by demons. That is where Jesus was and still is today, encamped right in the middle of all that ails us. And just like with Simon Peter's mother-in-law, Jesus takes us by the hand and lifts us up in various ways. And just like the reading from the gospel, our story doesn't end there. It continues. Remember, the fever left Simon Peter's mother-in-law and she began to serve them. So it is with you and me. When we have weathered the storm, we too respond in thanksgiving by loving and serving one another because as Paul writes, we are called to mourn with those who are mourning and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. In other words, we too are to camp alongside of those in need and surround them with love, compassion, and hope along the way. Now, the hope I am talking about does not mean that we simply wish them well or that we hope they simply get better. Rather, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we go deeper. We do the work of hoping for those who are not able to hope for themselves, for those afflicted and those affected. We pray the prayers they cannot pray. We sing the songs they cannot sing. We believe when they cannot believe in God, or themselves. And we serve and care for them through our compassionate thoughts, words, and deeds so they may have respite, so they may have shelter from the storm. It's important to remember that God never promises a life without storms. But what God does promise is whether we are in or out of the storm, we are loved and we are not alone because God stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent for you, surrounding us in love and grace. Come to think of it, there is nothing better than being inside that tent. May the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let it be so. Amen.